Happy Tuesday and welcome back for another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one one exciting minute of the greatest adventure movie that Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Hal, Hal, are you hearing that? Am I hearing? Wait, I am hearing something. You're listening to a special Billy Campbell episode on the Rocketeer Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Campbell. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be back again and be feted that way with that uh, entirely under, under, understated. It, need, it, uh, it needs a little more. Yeah, it needs a little more. I think uh, we got the cannons. There's no cannons in it yet. So. <laughs> we can, we can fet bigger. Wow. And, and for whatever it's worth, I do stand at attention every time that plays. <laughs> just, it's, it's just a show of respect and gratitude. Oh, I hope not metaphorically. Anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> well here, we, here we are back with the Rocketeer himself, Billy Campbell. Uh, who's, he always seems to wind up being the, the title character. I mean, it, it, you were the Rocketeer, you were uh, Ted Bundy. Or no, well, Ted Bundy didn't have his own name. Well, well he was the was, stranger beside me. That's so true, he, yeah. He was true. the stranger. And he was the subject of the killing, uh, and now he's John Cardinal, a uh, troubled uh, Canadian detective. That's and, right. Uh, and now, now, and it's coming up on its second season. So don't you know? If you, stay tuned, if you haven't seen it, go check the first season out on uh, on Hulu. But uh, oh, please do, please do. Yes, I'm really, really tickled, uh, tickled with it. Though it's not a it, it, ticklesome. Not a very, tic- not a very. Hey, I've got, I've got a cardinal question. Actually, mm. um, I was watching. I'm not no spoilers because some people haven't seen the whole the whole thing. But there mm. is a scene where you are with a bad guy, and you're inside of a you're inside of a van, and the van happens to suddenly do a 360 along the roll axis. Um, yes. Was that you in the van? Uh, yes. Um, well, <laughs> it was me. It was me. Um, there was the actual flip, and then there was the. They wouldn't let me do the actual flip. Okay, there's um, there, that lock. There's like a lockdown camera, and the background is yeah. sky and. But I did do. Um, they did do. I did everything but the actual flip, um, and the actual flip was really interesting. They, they, put um, what do you call uh, straps underneath the van and then up one side of it and back onto the roof and then they had a forklift or no a front end loader or something what, what do you call a, like a yeah the one with a with, bucket on the front with yeah. a bucket on the front yeah front loader and they had the straps running from under the van and then up to the bucket and they just lifted the bucket <clears throat> and so it rolled the van we were on a sound stage it just rolled the van Wow. And, uh, you know, I mean, I lobbied to be able to be in the van, but of course they weren't going to let me. And I'm like, look, I, look any one of a, a hundred rugby matches I've ever played would have been more dangerous than that. But uh, I fell off a Zeppelin for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, uh, but I did get to get in there and, and uh, while the van was moving around and throw myself around the walls and oh, okay. that kind of stuff. So You just think, get to injure yourself, not having somebody else do it for you. I did get to injure myself, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, so very, very impressive. So uh, another reason for people to tune in and watch, uh, watch Cardinal on many different places, uh, Channel 4 in, in the UK, and of course Hulu in America, yep. and BBC hundreds. 4, and yep. it had a huge, uh, actually it's done really, really well all over, uh, in over 100 countries, um, and uh, let's see, BBC 4 on Canal Plus in, mm-hmm. um, in France, and uh, on Seymour in all of Scandinavia, and... Uh, and many other places as well. Hulu, as you mentioned, in the States. Wow. 
exciting wow. when you're when you're watching yourself in uh and your uh, voice is dubbed is, have you ever heard any very interesting uh dubbings <laughs> of your voice or do you suddenly become you know, a baritone or actually i have never to this day i have never oh no that's not true i did watch uh i did watch um uh enough uh ah. dubbed in uh in in uh, espanol oh cool um uh, and it was it was uh, it was kind of a giggle fest for me. Uh, I I thought it was quite uh, quite amusing. It's actually called uh, the movie in in uh, Latin America is called uh, Nunca Mas. Oh, never never again, never more. Yeah, or, oh, interesting. Wow. Very nice. You know, the uh, to this day the only episode of SpongeBob SquarePants I've ever seen was in Germany. <laughs> and uh, I, I couldn't look away. I speak a little bit of German uh, here and there, and I, I always do better when I'm over there for a week or so. But watching this episode, I swear to you that they just took one of Hitler's speeches and just, just brought that in. Anytime SpongeBob was screaming, he was just this manic, screaming, angry German. And it seemed it was so surreal. I did, with the jet lag, I, mm. I, didn't, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know where I was. Yeah, That my, was a trip. My, my favorite dub of anything, if you go to... Uh, if you get a Blu-ray of Galaxy Quest, there is an audio track where the entire thing has been dubbed and carefully dubbed, mind you, so it matches lip movements. In Klingon? Of, no, 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 in the in the Thermians language, which is Thermians. like screeching. It's oh, all God. and <laughs> and I am I am not kidding. It's two hour. It's a two hour movie, and they do this for two <laughs> solid hours. That's wow. devotion. That is devotion. Oh, so, that's uh, hilarious. Oh, I don't man. know if anybody's doing the Galaxy Quest minute, but that would be a, a thing to discuss. That well, they'll have to do an alternate version of the podcast in Thermian, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and. Uh, Wow. Well, we're talking that won't about get old. We're talking about another another movie, but it's it's a pretty good one. It's called The Rocketeer, and we're I've heard of it. We're still we're still back in the Bulldog, the old the old Bulldog Cafe, and uh, Spanish Johnny, and is that Mike? Yeah, that's Mike, and Rusty's in the background there with Jeff, yep. and uh, they're talking about they're still trying to keep up the premise that they're they're going to pay money for a flyer for a real special job. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, Jim, I beg to differ. They're not going to pay money. They're going to pay lettuce. 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 I, I, I dearly love right. it. There's a lot of lettuce in this. It's a lot and... of lettuce. A lot of lettuce. I just want to say lot of lettuce for a while. I know. You just want to, it just rolls off the tongue yeah. with great yeah. alliteration. And, and considering else. that salads are a whole 50 cents here, that's that's a lot of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, lettuce is probably worth its weight in nickel, at least, at that point. Again, I keep looking at Alan Arkin wearing that jacket that is not a vest because of <laughs> It's an X jacket. It's an X jacket. It's a once a Wait, once in former. Well, what he's wearing, if you look at Pete's oh, outfit, scene? yeah, he's yeah. got it. Doesn't he have a vest on? And a... Well, it's not a. It's not really a vest though. The more you look at it, it's it's more oh. of a. It's a suit with the sleeves cut off. Oh yeah. And it's uh, it, it gets more and more dis- as, as the minutes will go on, as you watch later on in this week, it just gets more and more disturbing that yeah, he's wearing a suit and he cut the <laughs> he sold off the sleeves. I don't. Um, I don't remember uh, about that. It looks like a. Looks. I'm scrubbing through right now. It just looks like a, a vest to me. But uh, yeah, but the, the vest typically one. doesn't have lapels. Yeah. The, the, oh, the I suppose that's true. Well, no, that's not true. Well, I have, in fact, from uh, Filson and Company. I have a lovely oh. uh, vest that has lapels on it. It's kind of an old really? Western sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like oh, the guys okay. in, the, in the. That's that's what you. Yeah, that's what you'd wear when you were dealing. Uh, when you're dealing at the Faro table, then yes, okay. exactly. So there, it's the style, not the. Oh, okay. It's just the uh, 
the sleeves look a little rough cut, but that might just be the wrinkledness of the shirt that he's wearing. Mm, True. Maybe. But this won't be the last time we talk about this, Jim. No, no. We'll, no, be, we'll is, be chatting about this for days. This, is, this has become Jim's white whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question about what's the thing behind Goose in second 17? Is it a blender? Is it a mixer? Is it a coffee pot? What, what is that? That looks like oh. a... I was going to say that's sort of a, a coffee thing. That's what but came I, in I, my I, mind. I but but remember, the coffee that. pot was over yeah. on the other side. The coffee pot Not, was, but maybe the coffee this pot is was. A, oh, maybe that's the percolator part. Percolator or something. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think the coffee pot is over there, sort of sitting on the sitting on a either a hot plate or a special thing, you know, a little gas flame for the coffee pot. But this looks to yeah. me like a like maybe the thing that uh, that that you put the you put yeah. the coffee pot under to get the coffee and then move yeah. it over to the other yeah. side. Speaking of old things in the background there, I'm, I'm really loving the uh, the ice box or the cold cabinets in the background there that you stuff you know just cakes and cakes of ice to keep stuff mm. chilled. Mm. Um, it it reminds me of a there was a place in Chesapeake, Virginia that uh, a friend of mine used to run a, a hotel there called the Tides Inn, and they used to do a Back in the day, you could have uh, you could bring your own whiskey bottles, and you had basically your own whiskey vault. You'd keep your uh, your personal brands in uh, in a vault, and they had they, it looked like it looked just like that in the hmm. bar at this uh, this beautiful uh, bar that overlooked the Chesapeake Bay. And uh, it's all gone now. They flattened the place, and I think it's condos. But uh, oh, of course. Just, just but in Chesapeake, is that where Washington College is? Yeah, it's not too far from Washington College. That's right. Uh, White Whitehall, Virginia. I think that's the name. Whitehall. Or not? Wait, is it Whitehall? No, not uh, Whitehall. Whitehall's down by by Charlottesville. Um, oh, okay, no, it's um. I'm gonna have to go look at a Google map. Keep talking among yourselves. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my sister went to Washington College, so I spent. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if I had possibly spent a few minutes in that uh, in that place, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's a thread. That's it's, a. Uh, <laughs> It's what we Irving, do around Irving, here. Irving, excuse me, it's Ir- <laughs> Irvington, Irvington, Virginia. It's in Irv- it's in the Tidewater area. It's just ah, kind of gotcha. a, yeah. It's a, that whole that whole segment between Richmond and Norfolk that kind of blends in on itself. Mm. Um, but uh, it was just a just a, a great place there. But they've they've flattened it, and I don't know I don't know what's there. Well, I know there's there's like condos and luxury houses and stuff like mm. that they've put in because the land is just worth too much for a, mm. a place to have a to, to have a little you know uh, an old icebox. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Poor old Goose is uh, is making some more snide comments. Everybody's got a little bit of snide stuff going on. Yeah, they're all acting remarkably, uh, remarkably b- bravely, except for the hero of the piece, who looks rather, <laughs> <laughs> rather like he's uh, been emasculated. Well, it's interesting though because Cliff has the I think Cliff has the clearest idea of the thread at this point, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think maybe that's Al- true. Yeah, although. Uh, Let's see continuity. We we know Bigelow is dead. Mm. Yeah, right, we already know Bigelow is dead, but they don't so, know. He doesn't know about. He doesn't know about Lady Luck yet. And right. Cliff. Cliff. Yeah. Cliff doesn't know, or that's not that's not on his radar right now. He doesn't know they're looking for Lady Luck. Right. Right. But doesn't he? Doesn't he find out in this? He scene? finds out in the next in the next minute. He's going to uh, in the next minute. That's he, right. Yeah, he, he's going to get that call to the floor, or uh, Spanish Johnny's going to make that call from the florist. That's right. Yeah, it's, florist. Is. It's the uh, yeah. florist, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that just never gets old. But how do you... <laughs> just, 
how do they know that his name is Secord? There you go. There you go, picking nits. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to remember where they came up with the name. One of my favorite little bits of, uh, you know, 30s, uh, what do you call it, patois? Is that Mm -hmm. the word? Pattern? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, And I can't remember, this is from a comedy album of some sort, but, uh, you know, they were riffing on this sort of the detective uh, narrating, you know, that sort of film noir thing where the detective narrates his story. She came walking in my office. She was a real sweater full with a great <laughs> pair of, with a great pair of getaway sticks. Kind of kind of dame could make a bishop kick out a stained glass window. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think that's from a, like the Fireside. Is it the Fireside Theater? Yeah, Fireside Theater. Yes, yeah, that's Nick what theater, it is. Yes. Nick Danger Third Eye and all that. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. I used to listen yeah. to some of those. Yeah. Years later, Family Guy did a nice uh, a, a fun little cutaway pastiche called Fast Talking High Trousers. And it was it was just basically the guys whose whose waist came up to their fedoras and so it was just their eyes peeking over and uh just the one I always remember is just, you know, well, ain't you a pocket full of firecrackers? And, and uh, you know, so supposing I am. Well, supposing I ain't much for supposing. And it just sort of goes on from there. It lasts about 30 seconds. But these, uh, as, as a kid, I would have called them Fred Mertz pants, but they go up even higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the... The one, the one I can remember, uh, Philip Marlowe, uh, Humphrey Bogart in The Big Sleep. Uh, he said he was trying to explain um, Lauren Bacall's younger sister Carmen, and he said, she, "What's she like?" Oh, she tried to sit in my lap while I was still standing. <laughs> oh man! Oh, this is not making, them like that anymore. No, yeah. this is really making me want to pick up a Raymond Chandler next or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just it, it, it makes me wish that this were a series. I really, I'm I'm sorry that they stopped at this one, uh, mm. Billy. This would have been just such a great. I I would go see Rocketeer Five, and mm. it's oh. uh, I mean it still lives on in graphic novels. Uh, both Hal and I just got High Flying Adventures, which yep. is uh, the latest, and it it's hysterical. I mean, it's just mm. the the stuff that's in it is uh, he meets everybody from Superman to Daffy Duck. And oh my goodness! <laughs> it's, it's quite a. It's nice to know that the character still continues, and hopefully, yeah. when we get a new when we get a new Rocketeer, you'll you'll have a part somewhere in that. I hope. Well, um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm really crossed. hoping. I mean, whether I do or not, I'm just hoping they 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 really you know. I'm hoping they gave the thing to somebody who's in love with the original. Yeah, right. they have to be, and there there are a lot of people out there like that. I mean, we're we're hearing from a lot of them. So. I was thinking about that the other day that how uh, how difficult it's going to be, Jim, to slog through minute by minute a movie we hate <laughs> if, oh. if it's terrible. Oh. That's, I don't yeah, think we, we can do it. We won't do it. We'll, we'll just, just ignore we'll, it. We'll go on strike. <laughs> this one never happened. Oh. Wow. We'll do. We'll treat. We'll we'll treat it like Spanish Johnny treats that yeah. that poor that poor stack of pies. Oh my gosh, <laughs> all those uh, apple and gosh, it looks like a, there's a pecan in there somewhere. It looks like a whole bunch of nice, you know, all that just Pillsbury uh, Pillsbury side. Not a bad not a bad prop either. I mean, I really like that uh, that that pie display. Mm. Right. And then of course, as he uh, shoves the pie display over Spanish Johnny, shoves it over, then. Uh, Everybody else stands up, but then then the guns come out. This is when we've, you know, that's that that's a turning point in this minute where we might still somehow get away with everybody pretending we're not enemies, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but the guns yeah. are out, gloves are off, figuratively speaking. Yeah. 
It's yeah, a lovely. It's, it's a it's a it's a well written well written scene. And that, it, most of these were one takes. I mean, you were you were getting through a lot of these in, in single take. Well, I mean, single I mean, takes of each setup. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's coverage that you got to worry about. Yeah, and stuff. but um, yeah, I don't I don't really recall that it was uh, super sort of difficult to to shoot. It's it's not a. I mean, there are a lot of people in the scene, but there's not a lot of uh, dialogue between a lot of people. Um, yeah. So it it didn't in, in, it involve uh, a whole bunch of extra eye lines and all that kind of stuff. It's just uh, very yeah. It it, see, it it's very straightforward, but it doesn't it isn't shot like a it isn't shot like a TV show. They're not doing a back you know reaction back reaction. There's a no, lot of there's no. a lot of movement on the camera. Yeah. Even the camera is kind of a static camera. Yeah. There's a lot of different angles. They cross the axis a couple of times, so you're yeah. you're behind the counter, you're in front of the counter. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a kind of a silly question, uh, Billy. Right mm-hmm. uh, toward the end of this minute, Spanish Johnny shoots the radio, mm-hmm. and of course you can't help but watching him close his eyes when he <laughs> when he pulls the trigger. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know if there's uh, if it's a traditional squib that goes off. It seems like there's something there's a much bigger effect that goes off in the radio. There's a really really bright flash. There's an awful lot of light. Then the hole appears, and the whole radio sort of lifts up and rocks back down. I guess the the question would be: Are you still sort of in positions when, when they shoot something like this, or well, do we stop everybody, hang back, and we only need Spanish Johnny and his sidekick here, and we're going to set this yeah. up and rig it to go? We're not probably. We're probably, yeah, standing there off camera for for eye lines. But okay. um, but we're not. You know, we might have moved back a bit and and still be standing in the the general eye line that we were sure. uh i you know we wouldn't they'd certainly wouldn't have us any closer than we were right uh you know but these things are mainly relatively harmless but you can right. just would, go ahead go ahead oh, i'm sorry where, where would joe be joe johnson where would he be sit, seating at this far would he be at a monitor far in the back the, of the room he'd be out sort of the video village i think as i recall i don't know i don't think he's i he might have been in the in the room i i can't i can't really remember i i can't remember if we had if if, if it was uh, if there were sort of video villages by that point uh, i think there yeah, must kind of kind of kind of on the cusp yeah i mean yeah. they're still they're still doing the monitors and stuff but i'm figuring if they're out in a tent he still probably wants to be part of uh what's going on up uh, you know on the set yeah um but it's uh I, the the movies that I've worked on are very small, or sometimes you know, the director is the cameraman, but or like uh, the, you know, it, but most of them are just like you're just standing just out of out of yeah. uh, sight of the camera. Yeah. Um. But as it as it becomes easier to to be remote, uh, it, it probably it, it helps it helps you have probably a more intimate feel if you don't have a lot of people a lot of eyes staring at you, other yeah. than you know action and cut. Yeah. Um, when when you're doing Cardinal, are, do you usually have your director in the room with you, or are they are they closer? They're usually at, at Video Village, but Video Village okay. is usually just you know like uh, right as close to the camera as possible, and and yeah. now they have now they've got it so that um, things are so easily set up, and Video Villages are so small that we have two or three little Video Villages just on a C stand um, that can travel around and be in different places so that uh you know the producers can have their own little monitor and uh, then the director has one that's very mobile and he can set it up just off camera you know somebody comes and just picks it up and moves it to uh 
to uh, you know a different uh, location just off camera. So yeah, mm-hmm. usually Jeff, uh, who is directing our uh, this uh, season of the show of Cardinal, he's usually right there, um, you know, within within eyesight. Uh, they're uh-huh. not in the eye line. Were, were there any scenes in the Rocketeer where you were shooting more than single camera? Oh yeah, yeah, I think there were. You know, certainly for action sequences, and uh, I think. I, as I recall, there were times when we shot. Uh, typically, in a in a big movie, the the lighting is so sort of exacting that even for um, you know e- even if you were going like to shoot a shot reverse shot or something, yeah, you, it, yeah, you it, couldn't even a do shot, you, shot you can't really do reverses at the same time. Um, yeah, but you can sometimes do two cameras side by side, one sh- with different lenses, shooting a different. Uh, oh, like like a master and a close up, or a... It, well, uh, you know, like two yeah. kind of uh, close shots of some sort. I don't call a lot of that, but they do. They, I mean, they do it sometimes to save time, and and it can work. Wow, yeah. well, we're lo- we're looking here at the as the. <laughs> One of the nice things about having that explosion in the radio is that it lights up the background pretty well, so Hal can tell us all about the, <laughs> the minute details of the background. It's kind of the uh, the, the flea lightener. <laughs> the flea lightener. And there's a couple of things I can identify. First of all... You've got the Hershey's uh, candy machine there. Yep, you've got that, that great five-cent Hershey's machine. Yeah. You've got just under that, uh, that 31 uh, Bigelow Air Circus pennant, um, there's a, a portrait there. I'm... About 80% sure that's Lindbergh. We see him in the sort of the edge of the frame. And uh, so moving down from that, there's a bigger picture. You see a, a photo of somebody with in a biplane, and there's a, there's a Lewis machine gun mounted above him. That is mm. probably probably an SE-5. Um, that sh- that picture looks really familiar, like like it might have been a promo thing from uh, Hell's Angels or something uh, something along those lines. Um, and then there's uh, there's a great uh, sort of classic aviator in front of a water-cooled airplane with a giant propeller that's probably a de Havilland DH-4 that's up there right next to the Tri-Millies Pies. So that was uh, an early airmail airplane and uh, and that sort of thing. I haven't had much luck. Uh, there's a couple of midget racers. There's the number five, which is right on the top of the radio and gets knocked back. And then above the Hershey's machine on the wall, there's another, uh, what we'd call sort of a, a midget racer from the era. And the, the frustrating thing trying to track those down sometimes is that a lot they were often one-offs and then they'd be modified for next year and completely changed the year after that. Then they'd take the wings off and put a different engine on and things. Sometimes they can be a little bit harder to track down, but if I could see it clearly, we could definitely, definitely nail it. But it's once again, it's all, uh, it's all absolutely uh, period correct. And well, mind you, here in the foreground, there's your coffee pot warmer. Your yeah, gas, oh sure, yeah. gas fired warmer coffee pot warmer. Yeah. Where it lands, wow, <laughs> that looks OSHA cl- correct, doesn't it? For- <laughs> it's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. And uh, I like the uh, the big glass straw container up in the. Up on the shelf. That's a, I don't know what it is. I have always loved those. I've always thought that was yeah. the coolest thing. You, sort of, yeah. you lift them up and they pull the straws up and out and the straws all sort of naturally sort of lean out for easy yeah. access. Yeah. It's one of those tiny little snippets of, uh, of brilliant design that probably underrated. It's a silly thing, but when you go to uh, Johnny Rockets in the U.S. and they bring mm-hmm. out your hamburgers and things like that, the last thing they do is they present your soft drinks is they'll put the they'll put that little straw container up and pull it out so you can grab the straw and it's a simple thing but it's like wow that's really cool <laughs> right. and then they they draw a smiley face and ketchup on a on a paper yes. plate yeah yeah <laughs> we go to the same places how uh, <laughs> 
But so far, and, never at the same time or in and, the same state. And Johnny Rocket still hasn't reached out to sponsor us. So we'll, you know, someday. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> when, when The Rocketeers comes out, the, the sequel, maybe we'll hear from There that. you go. Uh, well, this has been yet another fascinating minute. As we, I, you know, I noticed the thing was so loud, even, uh, even PV closed his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that very last it was second. loud. He's got, you yeah. know, I've been scrubbing back and forth between him actually shooting in the first shot and the second shot, which is, uh, of course, a different um, a different angle in it and, I believe, a different gun. It's a different... Uh, the first uh, cut, you see the spark fly up from the chamber and, right. the, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the gun go off. The second shot is I believe the gun that just has some powder go out the front ah, and and yeah. uh, and then they time that with the uh, the radio as I recall they had to do it a few times to get the timing uh, perfectly right they didn't have uh, it, uh, at that point they did not have the uh, as they do now they have a little um, oh what do you call it you know a little um, like an R- like an RF thing or a yeah thing, a transmitter and a yeah. receiver thing so yeah. the the gun transmits exactly uh, at the point that the puff of smoke comes out it transmits a signal that blows up whatever you're shooting at oh, and, ain't uh, technology grand that's just <laughs> yeah that is amazing. So would they have had multiple radios, or would they have just filled in the little mm, squib oh, holes yeah. and kind of reassembled yeah. it? Or? No, I think I'm pretty sure they had uh, multiple uh, radios, or maybe, no, maybe I'm not so sure about that. They had a little, hmm, I, I don't know. Maybe they did. They probably did well, have at least one other radio in case that sure. would have got smashed to smithereens. We'll have to check with our uh, super fan, uh, Mike Bruno, if he has one or two of the it's, radios that were, he seems to have every problem from his movie. We, we know a guy. We, yeah. we absolutely know a guy. This, uh, there's a collector out there who has it all. Oh, wow. So Yeah. He, he even has Jenny's tomato soup stained dress un, unwashed. <laughs> You're kidding so, me. No, 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 and, no kidding he, aside. He, he has that, and he has the South Seas white dress. He's quite wow. a... Wow. <laughs> Our uh, first episode with him, we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier on the popcorn box that Paul Sorvino knocks out of the guy's hand. Uh, yeah. They're on the outskirts of Santa Maria. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing what I do, Billy, and I, you know, squinting and zooming in and saying, okay, yeah. I think it says this and maybe it says that, but I can't quite read this part. This guy yeah. comes in, actually, I'm holding it in my hand right now. <laughs> well, then, why don't you tell us what it says? Because you are holding it in your hand. And he just, wow. So... That's the that's the level of uh, of good old Mike Bruno's collection, and that's it is amazing, astounding. <laughs> wow. The single prop that I kept from the movie you can see in the background of a lot of these shots. It's a Bulldog Cafe menu. Ah, I, oh, you do I, have one. Well, I had one. I gave it away. Oh. I think I told you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, right. you did mention that. Yeah. Oh well, it all of, all of these things found good homes at uh, all mostly at Mike Bruno's house. <laughs> right. Yeah, just about anything <laughs> that survives. Yeah. That's funny. Well, uh, we will pick some more of this up later. Billy, I think you're going to be back on with us on uh, Friday. Indeed, we, uh, I believe I will. Yes, so we'll uh, we'll check back with you on, on Friday as we follow the further adventures of... Uh, <laughs> you do get a new new name there concerning a condiment, so uh, <laughs> we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll pick that. We'll pick that up on Friday. But r- well, right now, since it's only Tuesday, we'll have to, we'll have to check back and uh, and talk about this some more. I think uh, Hal. I think it's just you and me tomorrow. But we'll see who. Maybe somebody will turn up. We'll find out. You never know. 
you never know. Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can check us out at all the usual social networking sites, uh, Twitter, you know, all that's drilled, uh, Rocketeer Minute. You can go to facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. Go to the big site, rocketeerminute.com. Pick up all the old previous episodes, talk about the current episodes, and look for future ones there. Uh, please go to either iTunes or Google Play. Leave us a great review. That always helps us a lot. People, when they when they read great reviews, they want to listen to our thing. So. And also subscribe there uh, so you get this hot and fresh every day. So we will return tomorrow with some more Rocketeer uh, right here on the Rocketeer Minute. So until then, over and out. Looking forward to it, boys. See you then. Get him, kid.